Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. So I'm coming to you today solo. And today is all going to be all about getting to versus having to, because it seems to be a theme that keeps coming up in uh, various circumstances. And I get to record this solo today because I had a whole issue with the recording devices on my podcast. So if you've been listening regularly, you'll have noticed over the course of the last month that my audio quality was pretty much falling apart. I might call that in the crapper, sorry for the language. And we couldn't figure out why. And so I ended up um, having to have two different people in a row check the settings of all of this, whether it was the microphone, whether it was uh, Zoom settings, whether it was something in my computer. I was pretty much tearing my hair out. And I remember I was starting to sink into that old, I have to message. I have to fix this audio. I have to fix it now. I have to cancel my podcast guest. Now you, now you know why I am recording by myself because we couldn't reconnect to get her recorded in time for this next one because I have to, I'm saying it to be funny, record this before the long weekend. We're coming up on the Memorial Day holiday weekend in the United States. And the team who edits, God bless my team from Sound Advice Strategies, they are amazing. They want to take the holiday weekend off. So, and they should. I think that's great. But that means I get to get this recording done today, which is Tuesday, to have it ready in time, actually, frankly, ahead of time, so that they can truly enjoy that weekend off. So I am honoring a commitment to them. So why is this get to have to thing coming up now? Well, I was in my coach approach training last week. And by the time you listen to this, I will have officially graduated from the foundation level of coaching with coach approach training, which is under Denslow Brown and Cameron Gott. Fabulous people. I've been learning a ton. And we were actually discussing in class what it means to have a stuck client and particularly client who has ADHD. So another thing to catch you up on, there's so much to catch you up on, is that I was finally officially diagnosed and I have combined type ADHD. I am both inattentive and hyperactive. Hyperactivity shows up in women very differently. It shows up as 
or I should say adult women, shows up very differently. It shows up as fast speech, fast thoughts. I've always felt like my brain was uh, going about 150 miles per hour and my mouth doesn't go that fast. It tries. Stuckness can be truly an executive function issue where they truly can't get something done. And so things like saying you're just procrastinating, you're lazy, you need more willpower. These kinds of things are incredibly ineffective with people of ADHD because we don't mean to. It's like the train just stops on the tracks and we don't know how to make the decision. Is it the red signal light? Is the green signal light? Am I going to the right? Am I going to the left? It all can just get incredibly overwhelming. And here's what happens. Then we get stressed out. And stress activates the amygdala. And the minute you activate the amygdala, that is your fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Used to just be fight or flight. You know, that's your lizard brain. It acts like a lizard. And so we do lizard-like things like say, we have to survive. We're going to die, which is total crap. Of course, we're not unless we're being chased by a bear or something. But that's our original lizard brain. And so we have to stop the lizard brain. And the way to do that, to stop the amygdala, to calm it down, is to use what's called, I think it's called the vasovagal response. It's a parasympathetic response. And what you do to do that is really pretty simple. Like You breathe, which is a big part of what I teach my clients. Stop, pause, take a breath. And if you breathe very deeply a few times, it overrides the amygdala, which helps calm you down, which allows you to then make better decisions. So you can see how overwhelm and then stuckness, overwhelm, and then stress all circulate to make things so much worse. So when we're saying, I have to, I'm really getting back to this, I have to, it sounds like a chore. It holds this heaviness. It makes us stress. When I was running around in my life saying I have to, many, many years ago, I was working with a life coach, Laura Clark. And she suggested to me that I eliminate the words I have to from my vocabulary. And sorry, Laura, but I was really not a very good student and I just didn't get the lesson. Luckily, I got cancer. (laughs) That sounded really bad. Luckily, I learned the lesson when I got cancer. So life decided that lesson for me because cancer is the ultimate teacher. And actually, interestingly enough, I was early stage one. I didn't feel sick from cancer. I didn't have negative effects from cancer. I had negative effects from the treatments, which are chemo, radiation, Herceptin treatments. And chemo really knocks you on your butt. It is tough. So chemo became my teacher. And here's what happens when you're going through chemo. You have these very high energy spikes and these very low energy drops. The reason I had high energy spikes, not everybody does, I had high energy spikes because I was taking steroids and steroids help offset being nauseous. So, and it was funny, you'd even see this just while you were getting chemo. They would give you the steroids and you'd be revving up and then they'd give you the Benadryl, which is something to help you prevent from getting an allergic reaction. And it's been a long time. It's been about five and a half years since I had cancer. So a lot of my chemo stuff is gone somewhere in the chemo brain. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. So you'd have this cycle right then. Literally, I would be flying high and the next minute I'd be asleep based on what they were putting into my portacath, which is um, a little device 
they use that instead of an IV. So they just, it's kind of like a plug and play. They take the needle and they just shove it at the predicath and it goes straight into the vein and up into your neck and down. I think that's how it works. I said over five years, really not remembering much. So you feel pretty crappy during chemo, right? There's not that sort of regular sense of your life. So I would come home from chemo and be very organized and able to get a lot of things done. And the very next day, I would have this high frenetic energy. The problem with this energy was it wasn't useful for focused work. It was great for cleaning the house. So I had to learn during the week when I could do what and manage my time very differently. Because the day after the steroid high was a major crash and I felt lousy for a couple of days. So what I learned was I would get my chemo on Wednesdays. That meant Thursday was the frenetic cleaning day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I could just fall apart. And then Mondays and Tuesdays, I could get a ton of work done that was very focused before we started the whole cycle all over again. And that's just how it was. You just deal with it. You know, this chemo comes through and destroys everything in your body, good, bad, or indifferent. That's the goal. It wants to get all the cancer cells. So that was what it was. One of the things that happened early on in chemo was that I was told I had to exercise. And when I first thought about it, I thought, I have to exercise. (laughs) And I wasn't happy about it because it was going to take away time from when I would normally have my quiet time, my introspective time, my gratitude time. And so I decided to take gratitude walks. And that's how I kind of got around that because I got to do that. So I would think I get to take a walk today because my legs are feeling good because I have enough energy because I'm feeling strong. Instead of thinking I have to do laundry, which I really didn't like doing when I was going through chemo because the laundry was hard to do. It was just exhausting. I would sit on the floor and I lay out a towel and then luckily I had a front loader. So I would pull the laundry out of the front loader and put it in the dryer. And then when it came time to fold, I would fold everything on the towel on the floor and I would sit to do it. But I got to do laundry because I wasn't feeling too wiped out from the chemo that day. Another example, I don't have to cook a meal, right? I get to cook a meal. Mostly during the week, we had people who delivered us meals. We were very, very grateful and so blessed that people did that for us. We had a meal train. But on the weekend, I wasn't feeling too bad. Maybe by Sunday, I would make a nice big pot of stew or something hunkered down for those winter months with a warm bowl of stew. And then we'd have that for the week, which was great. Sometimes it was chili, whatever you name it. The point is when I had energy and I felt good, I got to do things that I normally didn't get to do. And chemo really taught me that lesson. It taught me this ability to recognize how lucky I am. I got get to live in a time where one, they call me cancer super early. We have this wonderful machinery, mammograms that are 3D that caught this uh, particular cancer very, very early on. There was a time where you would be really, really sick and maybe stage three or stage four cancer before anyone would ever have caught it. So that was the first get to, get to live in this time period. I also get to live in a time period where they knew exactly what kind of cancer I had. Not everybody is that lucky. Some people come up triple negative and they don't know. But I was triple positive. So they knew exactly what to throw at this thing. They knew exactly what the protocol was. They knew exactly how long I had to go through this. I had a whole plan and I was able to go through it. And I got to have that experience, which so many people before us didn't because they just didn't know what the treatments should be. And they would throw tons of chemo at you and it's far more brutal. So 
everything shifted for me in my life when I stopped saying, I have to, and I started saying, I get to. So I want to talk about my clients because they get to come to something called Productivity Power Hour. And Productivity Power Hour is something I based off the Pomodoro Method. And for those of you who don't know what the Pomodoro Method is, it's like a tomato timer. (laughs) It was literally created off of this. And the person who invented it, whose name is not coming to me, but a lovely Italian person, he used this tomato timer and set it to 25 minutes and worked in a 25-minute increment and then took a five-minute break and then another 25-minute increment and then a 10-minute break. And this is really great for people with ADHD because we need a set time. So let's say you're coming to a really onerous task that you really don't want to do. You feel like you have to do it, (laughs) even though you're trying not to say that anymore. And it might be anything from um, getting your taxes done, et cetera. With this method, if you know you only have to do it for 25 minutes, or in some cases, 10 minutes, then you will start. And once you get started, you're likely to keep going and finish. So when I created Productivity Power Hour, the original plan was to come in, have everybody say what they're going to do, and then do two 25-minute Pomodoros. What we quickly found with this particular group of people, who are awesome and yummy, is that they preferred 50 minutes. They were really on a roll. Things were moving along. And they were loving the accountability. Here's some examples of this incredibly safe space where people can work on things they can't stand. One of my clients got her taxes done. She did not want to do them. Her husband used the taxes. He unfortunately passed away. He was an accountant. So she never had anything to do with taxes. So looking at this task was completely onerous to her. It was like wanting to tear her hair out. Another had a trunk filled with medical files that are all about a time from her daughter, a time that was really emotionally difficult for her. And by knowing she had this safe space with these other people who could, you know, see on the Zoom call, but, you know, we're all uh, muted and we're really not watching each other because we're all busy working. But she had that safe space. She had people who cared about her, who she knew would have her back. Uh, She would bring the clearing out of the trunk to the Productivity Power Hour. I have a client who is always having to do brochures. She's a marketing person. It's one brochure after another. And not only is it brochures, but they're also done in multiple languages. So there's also a fair amount of translation. And every time she comes to the Zoom call, she does another client brochure. So those are just a few examples. I could name half a dozen. Oh, here's one last one. The client, she's no longer my client, wonderful lady. She hated to do the billing and invoicing to our clients. Well, the fact is, how do you get paid as an entrepreneur? You get paid by doing your billing and invoicing. So she would always bring all that billing and invoicing to Productivity Power Hour. When we started, we had it once a week and we all loved it so much that I've expanded it to three times a week. And it's just an hour. Like I said, we hop on, we say what we have to do. Oops, what we get to do. (laughs) Oopsie. And then we go about doing it for 50 minutes. I set a timer. No one has to worry about the stress of keeping track of the time or anything else. And when we're done, we all high five virtually because it's on Zoom. We say, what a great job did we did. We share our excitement. And then we move on about our day. And what I'm getting as feedback from my clients is remarkable. They love that they're getting things done. And remember, they're ADHDers, many of them, not all of them. It's hard for them to get started on a task, the task initiation. It's also hard for them to finish a task. So once they can get rolling, that moves along. 
And then they know, let's say they didn't finish that task at this power hour, they've got tomorrow's power hour. So it's just a remarkable thing that people love, that I love. I get things done during power hour. And it's such a privilege to watch the progress of my clients and see how the amazing things that are happening in their lives as they're having this opportunity to receive this accountability group of wonderful women so far. We welcome men. And I'm hoping one or two or three of you will step into my world at some point here to join us in Productivity Power Hour. Truly an amazing thing. And I absolutely love it. My clients get to show up for themselves again and again. They get to become who they are meant to be in the world and share their gifts. And it is the most precious gift to hold that space for them. So if that sounds like something you want, I am offering Productivity Power Hour as a standalone. So what this looks like is a Facebook group, three productivity power hours a week. They're held at either 11 a.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Eastern, depending on the day. I would be open to holding one um, in the afternoon. We could move one around if you want. I do have clients in Europe. That's why we have those on the earlier side of the day. And there is a monthly Q&A where you can come in and ask me any questions you have about a project you're working on or how to be more productive or how to set up your planner or your 90-day plan, whatever it might be. I host one of those once a month. And of course, we have our Facebook group where we can cheer each other on. And I put some interesting videos. I always do at least one weekly video. I have posts every day. There's accountability in that group as well. That's currently held on Facebook. And I think that's where I'll stay because most of my clients are on Facebook. I do have a couple who are not, but we do manage to communicate just fine. We have email and lots of other options. So never, ever have offered this out before, but now I am. And the best way to hear more about it and to get on my calendar to join is to go to callwithcatherine.com. Now, you know, in my podcast, I never really ever promote anything. So this is a very soft, basically telling you what it is. And you get to have the opportunity to maybe join us. You don't have to, but you could get to. So you're ready to skyrocket your success, get more things done, focus on only one tab at a time in that 50 tabs open brain of yours. I would love to have you uh, be a part of our Productivity Power Hour and our wonderful group. It's actually called Fog to Focus Membership Group. The Fog to Focus, one focus tab at a time. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. Thanks for joining me here on Uncluttered Office. Does any of this sound like you? You're an overwhelmed professional. You just want to control your busy schedule. You're feeling stuck and unfocused. You can't seem to get all the things done on your to-do list. You're always late for meetings, also for those deadlines. You have a brain with 50 tabs open at any given time. And once again, you can't find the damn car keys. But you're ready for massive accountability and to take action on your goals. They've heard me talk on the podcast about my client results. And I want to let you know that for the first time, I'm opening my doors to the exponentially productive group. So far, this group has only been available to my VIP one-on-one coaching clients. But that's about to change. Because I've discovered that a lot of people out there are looking for the kind of results that my clients are, and maybe they're just not ready for one-on-one coaching. So what's included in the exponentially productive group? There are three productivity power hours each week. You heard me talk about those on the podcast. 
There is accountability through coaching app that I'm using. We have quarterly group planning sessions, monthly open office hour, and a monthly coaching session with me. This month only, March, in honor of March Madness, this series that you're listening to now, I'm offering this program for only $127 a month. On April 1st, it will increase in price. You can find more details about the Exponentially Productive Group at productivitybydesign.wishpondpages.com backslash exponentially productive group. The link will also be in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.